0: Oh, god damn it. <laughs> <Scott>! yeah, <stop. laughs> it was bound to happen eventually this show is a little different than we had and like, actually had a legitimate question for once i in know life. i know now we we, we can recreate every,
1: everything oh my god
0: <laughs> it, it's not like the whole show just happened and disappeared. We were just starting to work. That was,
1: that was some, I felt like we had some quality content there. Yes.
0: All right. I mean, Sarah's
2: Hall of Fame batting average.
0: Yep. Yep. Did my legitimate question, and it's just gone. It's gone. It's gone. So just like spilt milk, we can either cry over it right now. or Great we can
1: defense. Great defense. Get
0: ourselves up <laughs> off the mat and recreate magic even better than it was before (laughs) take (laughs) two everybody
2: all we can do is
0: try hey everybody welcome to another episode of astro detectives uh we had a mishap and we didn't record the first 10 minutes last time so this 10 minutes is going to be As close to the previous 10 minutes as possible, because they're fresh in our mind. Uh And even though this intro that I'm saying right now is completely different, and it wasn't in the last version that we lost, everything from here on out, we're going to recreate that magic. So, uh, Sarah, it's good to see you again here for this retraced episode. (laughs) We we have Carl um, in the waiting room again and uh we're gonna bring him out because he's our special guest for this episode he was our first
1: this is is already not off to the same magical start that it was 10 minutes ago
0: (laughs) he's been a long time listener he is married to the ninth guest and the 11th guest is a friend who's at his pool party recently um, so he's got a lot of insight in the show, so everybody can uh, stay tuned to Carl a little bit later on. We're going to bring him on, uh, Sarah, in the meantime, how you doing?
1: Oh, Scott, <laughs> didn't you just ask me that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm doing all right. You know, uh, my average isn't as sparkly as I wanted it to be. Um, we're sitting at thirty three percent accuracy as of now. um it slipped from forty percent. <laughs> um I have we've done 15 investigations and I have gotten five right out of those 15. So um not really what I was hoping for, but this is a journey, and I'm learning and each episode, Has I've learned something new and so you can't put a price tag on that (laughs) (laughs) that's Um, a good
0: way to look at it
1: yeah and so um you know I just I just strongly feel like I can't give up I got to keep doing this and um I think that's what's important is sticking it out and in the face of failure so that's what I'm going with
0: all right, and um, the last five episodes were particularly difficult for you.
1: They were, um, Scott.
0: So we're going to be recapping those.
1: <laughs> since this
0: is the uh, this is the episode eleven through episode fifteen recap, um, we're going to get into that a little bit later. But first, you want to do you want to take a little break and then uh, come back with Carl and uh, see what everything's like from the guest perspective.
1: Sure. Let's do that. Let's take a break.
0: (laughs) We'll be, we'll be back right after this, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. We are, um, we're joined now with the first guest from Astro Detectives. That seems like a long, long time ago. Um, 15 guests ago, we were joined by Carl who was willing to put it all out there and answer questions that were revealing to, uh, Try and help Sarah guess between two charts, Carl. You didn't do Sarah any favors either because that one started with a loss. It it was the wrong chart. Um, are, are you here to apologize to Sarah? For, no,
2: <laughs> you know it, it, it's like with anything. Anytime somebody competes with me,
0: it usually ends in a loss. <laughs> Did you feel like Sarah was competing <laughs> with you on that sh- on that episode? Absolutely. Oh, boy. And if you look at it that
2: way, then we're good. But <laughs> Sarah said she's she's batting 33% right now. Like I said earlier, before you, you know, didn't record us. And I had to take the <laughs> dog's hat off. <laughs> that's a Hall of Fame batting average out right there. So Sarah's still good.
1: Well, thank you, Carl. I appreciate your support. And I want to point out that. Uh, at some point, if uh, I think it was like a month ago, or a little bit ago, you texted Scott and I, and you said that you're enjoying the podcast, and you said I'm Team Sarah.
2: Absolutely.
1: And I feel like that may have caught us off guard, and maybe have stung <laughs> Scott a little bit. So, can you just explain this comment?
2: I want to say, and I can't remember the exact episode I was listening to. But, uh, oh, actually, I don't remember the guest, but I do remember Scott talking about bathroom breaks and throwing me under the bus. Oh, so, so I decided, OK, I'm team Sarah.
1: I don't remember this at all.
2: Oh, but she's a little master to me than Scott.
1: Oh. <laughs> it was.
0: I'm sure it was something about um, how when when Sarah takes a bathroom break on the show, you can't hear it during oh. the episode. And when Carl and I are <laughs> podcasting, we could be having a serious discussion about politics. <laughs> um, and then suddenly you realize he's peeing. <laughs> and i thought you would 12. i thought you and the audience would find that charming and i think the audience did but i did not in any way mean to <laughs> ruffle your feathers Carl. <laughs> if, oh. if anything it was a it was a endearment it came mm-hmm. from a, a good place okay. i'll
2: take that into consideration
0: <laughs> um so would you write would and are you still team sarah did i just win you back over close <laughs> I see the Dodger hat has gone back on. So The Dodger hat is fun.
2: back on. We'll, we'll see how how it is after, you know, the Los Angeles trip for me and how you wine and dine me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I'm
2: also, Scott, trying to convince Sarah to join us on that trip.
0: There you go. We'll, yes. We'll see if well, she comes along.
1: Well,
2: well and I
0: we'll can't wine and dine you too much because that would. You know, I can't influence your vote in that way. There, we have journalistic standards that we have to keep on this podcast. And as much as I would love to pay for everything to win over your vote. I would love for you to pay for everything, too. Right. <laughs> right. But you know what? Just for ethics, I won't be able to because then we would lose a lot of credibility with our lo- if, with our listeners if we yeah. like <laughs>
1: You almost under- called our listeners losers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not winning many people
2: over. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a lot more support. wins yeah. <laughs> and losses. And
1: just, oh, boy. Um, Carl. Yes, ma'am. So you're Team Sarah, but you're not necessarily Team Astrology. Why is that?
2: Uh, well, before, you know, Scott didn't record us. y'all were talking about the science behind it. I'm recreate this here. Thank you. It's been around for I think you said four thousand years. Certain science have caught up to it by now,
1: yeah, so okay, here's the thing so there there are there's Indian astrology there's uh chinese astrology but the the astrology that I practice uh that most people here in the u s practice is Western astrology. And Western astrology has been around for 4,000 years. It started in, uh, they're not exactly sure if it started in one place and migrated, or if it started in two places at the same time, but Mesopotamia and Egypt, um, the astrologers were astronomers back then. They were the same people and they started recording the movements of the stars and their observations you know, um, things like, you know, an eclipse would happen and a king would die, you know, things like that. Um, so, and yeah, so they've been like collecting data for 4,000 years and, um, we've just built upon that and astrology, you know, it's gone through a lot because, um, you know, some of the texts and data were lost at some point because at some point astrology was banned for religious reasons. religious reasons. And so some things were burned and lost and,
2: um, I'll blame the Catholics.
1: Yeah. I think it was, uh, yeah. Roman Catholics or something Mm -hmm. like that. I, I need to study up on my history. Um, but yeah, so it's been around that long and it has gone through a revival, um here in the last uh like 50 years and even more so in the last 10 15 years and so um yeah and the reason i think science hasn't caught up to it
0: i'm sorry i'm gonna have to
1: can you just let me me just finish my statement because this is what this is the question has
0: it hasn't proven itself to science this this is what carl asked catch up with astrology
1: Okay. Well, it doesn't. Science doesn't understand astrology, and and this has happened. You know, there are things now that we understand scientifically that two, three, four hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, science couldn't explain. Then, you know, it, it was unexplainable because it just didn't understand it then. So, um, the thing is, astro- uh, science doesn't most scientists um if they happen to believe in astrology they don't want to come forward because that doesn't look good for them in the science scientific community and so i think largely the scientific community just doesn't even want to they're not even interested in it which i think is unfortunate like why wouldn't you want to just i mean isn't that what science is you just like try something out and investigate it, but they don't want to because they think that makes them look bad. And they think it's.
0: I would like to know how many quote unquote scientists or who these, these people are that are in the scientific community that don't want to, or how you would even know who, where is that coming from that there's a bunch of scientists that don't want to come out as astrologers? Well, this day and age, everybody's a scientist.
1: Well, yeah, but I wasn't prepared to answer that question, so I would have to do some research on that. But I, I've heard that. Well,
2: I think your answer was great. To be honest, I mean, well, thank you. You're right. I mean, scientists and science itself—it's to me—it's like they have to have facts and nothing but facts before they want to come forward. And if they don't have those facts, they're not going to want to come forward because does it make them look? less smart or it's well, gonna have and, people looking at them in different lights
1: And one thing that and and, uh,
2: their work and other studies that they're in.
1: Yeah. And I think and I uh will credit the astrology podcast with this. Um they were talking about how um you know they were reflecting on this debate between astrology and the scientific community and a lot of the scientific community treats uh, science as a stand-in for the truth. And it's the only truth. And I don't think that makes sense because science is discovering new things all the time, you know, wherever it's putting its energy into. um, There are scientific discoveries going on all the time. So I just don't think that they care to uh, do any scientific research or studies on astrology. I think one or two has been done, but I don't think they've been done very well. Because
0: the results of those were not in astrology's favor.
1: No, I I honestly impartially am saying I don't think – I think there's only one study I can think of. And then at the same time, it. I think that um, it's not always like people who are... The thing is, like you also have to understand astrology to be able to experiment with it. And a lot of people, especially in the science community, aren't willing to spend time learning it, <laughs> to be able to study it. So that's my answer to that. I just yeah. don't think that science has done enough investigating of it and they don't care to. And so how the hell would they know (laughs) if it's real or not?
0: But the people studying it can't do anything to prove it. So it's hard to say like, here's like, like to Carl's point, everybody can do science. Like you can test something. You don't have to be a person in a lab coat walking around doing scientific experiments left and right. Like there's a huge astrology community And any one of them can do tests and try to like put it like put it up to the scientific method or some way of testing or proving astrology, which is actually what we set up this podcast to do.
1: Yeah, I think we're actually doing a great experiment here. Um, But to your point, what you were saying is like why in astrology, it is a phenomenon, but. And astrolog- What's the
0: phenomenon? I guess when people say astrology is a phenomenon, it means that there's something happening that you can't explain, right? And the thing that's happening is what I think is debatable because people are saying, "Well, I can tell so much about a person by just looking at their birth chart, or I can tell you events have happened by where the planets were." But I don't well, think they do, and so there's not really. I know you don't
1: think so, but that I, I is think- because
0: it's amazing a, the, how much
1: have you studied it but that's how do what you I'm how saying? do you
0: study the whether the phenomenon is real if you can't even like show that there is a phenomenon to begin with
1: i i think you can but you have to be willing to have patience and sit down and understand it like it's just like it's like the weather you like if you didn't understand how meteorology could exist you know like say a thousand years ago, they wouldn't have understood that. Maybe I don't know.
0: Right, but they would say like the phenomenon that I can explain is that I can predict when sunny days are going to happen or cloudy days are. To
1: one hundred percent accuracy, not hey, always.
0: Well, yeah, we're setting to eighty percent for this podcast. I know. Obviously, things happen.
1: Right. And so,
0: and the weather, you know, is constantly changing. But you, now you can pretty much tell that there's rain coming. Like sometimes it's a few hours off, or sometimes even a day. Or you know, you can see that the the area north of you got yes, the rain, and it wasn't. I know. It wasn't and I'm you. saying astrology. So it's like very predictable. It's it's very easy to prove itself.
1: It's, yeah, and I'm saying astrology is very predictable, and it is. There is a correlation, a very strong correlation, but like, I feel like you're just basing it off what I'm able to do. I mean, are you outside of this like listening to what all the astrology forecasts and then waiting to see if any of that stuff come? I'm just I'm not trying to like be condescending or anything. I'm just saying like literally you have to be in a science mindset. Like you have to like investigate it with an open mind and not just already decide this can't exist and i think you're doing that through this podcast and i appreciate that i'm just saying like there's a whole world outside of this experiment <laughs> that right, i feel like you're discounting
0: well this was a a f- sort of set area of astrology that we could we could investigate with we could do a little experiment with birth charts and people's per- personalities and if astrology was really showing the difference between two people and looking at a birth chart could really help you determine, oh, this person is definitely not like this. They're much more like this. Then other areas of astrology, I would, I like, would cre- it would create much more curiosity into looking into the other areas of astrology. Like, right. oh, okay, well, what does it say about right. this year or this month or what, um, what are the predictions of it? But it's not so much doing that. With birth charts.
1: But, but Scott, (laughs) it's all contingent on my level of skill. You know, like if if we were doing this with a doctor and a doctor was looking at two different x rays and trying to match it to the the patient, the doctor is going to have to have some skill and experience. They can't just be straight out of med school. And, you know, just because they may have struggle in the beginning doesn't mean it's that the science or phenomenon or whatever isn't real or that there isn't something happening there. But so if they're
0: out of med school. They can still like maybe diagnose them more than Scott. 50/50. You're, you're missing. You're, two- you're, you're
1: mi- no, you're missing the point. <laughs> that makes point. a great point
2: because <laughs> experience is key.
1: Yeah. That's in in
2: any say. field. I mean, I'm going to use a sports analogy, but you, you look at a rookie quarterback. Okay, he's not going to be near as strong as he is versus ten to fifteen years into the league because by that point he's experienced just about everything they can throw at. So, in any field, I think experience is is a key factor.
0: Right, but right now you're going up against a coin flip, and well, I think we are everything. So it's like if if the doctor is still at. The level of 50 50 after med school, then you'd start to question well, what is the medicine? Like, what was that that he was studying? Is it actually treating patients? Is it actually doing anything to improve the chance of getting it 50 50 right? Because no, it's it all insane. has
2: size, side effects that make everything else worse. There you I, go.
1: I, I think, I think you're <laughs> well, I think, I, you know what I'm I, saying? I think, right? I think I'm trying to illustrate it, and I think you're like just kind of distorting the analogy. I'm just saying like, kind of like what Carl was saying, that experience is key. And astrology is not easily understood. And there are a lot of different factors. And especially when I'm dealing with a chart that has two of the same sun sign. And a lot of times when you have two of the same sun sign, you've got, there's a good chance that you get Mercury in the same spot too, you know, and if it's only... Two hours difference in the daytime that's putting everything in a lot of the same places. I'm just saying there's a lot of variables. And so just real, I'm just want you to acknowledge like that you're testing one astrologer. You're not testing like 50 different astrologers or anything like that. So it is all contingent on my experience.
0: If the doctor get walked it. into the waiting room and there was like a 50 50 chance <laughs> of them getting the diagnosis right, and somebody they pulled off the street also had a 50 50 chance, and after four years of med school, they both had the same rate of accuracy in diagnosing this patient, I'd be like, okay, I don't know about this med school.
1: Uh, Scott. <laughs>
0: right? I'm just thinking like it would be above 50%. I,
2: I have a great idea for a future episode. Get someone else,
1: yeah. We've talked about that.
2: That is an astrologist background, has an astrology background,
1: yeah, and, and
2: then I- let her and Sarah go head to head to try to figure out which sign is belongs to the guest.
1: I'm totally open. I've actually invited some of my astrology friends to come on, they haven't totally been crazy about that idea yet. Um, I would really like. Th- them too um i definitely if we have an astrologer come on i definitely would want it to be someone who's a familiar with the show and me and not necessarily someone i don't know but um i'm totally 100 open to that and i would really uh like that in the future
2: i that think that good. might benefit as far as like scott's idea of the whole 50 50 thing Yeah. And hopefully y'all both guess right. You hope what? Hopefully y'all both guess correctly. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I just I just feel like I'm just one astrology, just like many things, is a skill that you have to learn. And everybody has a different level of experience. And this just kind of shows that i you know 2 years experience of astrology is just scratching the surface you know most people who are professional astrologers have been doing this 5 to 10 years or more um so it it it, it does require a lot of uh education and skill
0: i would love to have another astrologer on here um that would be that would be exciting because I would be curious to see what their analysis would be. That would be different. Yeah. Um, the, well, the, and the, I mean, Carl, I, if, if he was to go through how many c- Carl, if you were to just pick chart a or chart B randomly, what do you think your record would be? Oh me, I probably get them wrong every
2: single time, <laughs> <laughs> but I think like, I think there is some correlation between it all. Like if if you know the person, like say when y'all did me the first time and Sarah's talking about this sign or this sign or this sign and Scott, you knowing me personally as long as you've known me. On that instant, I think you could have probably picked the correct chart just because you know me.
1: <laughs> but he doesn't believe in astrology. <laughs> right, but I look at the
0: I look at the breakdowns that Sarah does and I'm playing along too. Even though I don't think that either one is accurate. I mean, that they have anything to say, but I'm looking at what Sarah has written down, um, you know, based on looking at the two charts she creates a character profile and then when I see those and we're talking to the guest Sometimes I, I say they both look kind of right and kind of wrong. Sometimes it does seem like one fits the guest better than the other one. And it doesn't mean that that's going to be the right one. Sure, It's just. And it, I it, think it, that, was, it, that it, was
2: in my case is the one that fit me better on paper was not the correct one.
0: Right. But then we, when, when we did retrace, Sarah was, you know, making the case for why the right one was the right one.
1: Yeah. Right. And, you know, I look back at that one and I feel like I have so much more education as skill now um, that it, yeah, it's annoys me that I miss that one. But again, it's like, you know, how much can I? I, I have to continue to work on crafting the follow up questions that I ask people to get the information out of them because I only have like less than an hour to get this person to open up and speak about their life. And, you know, that in itself is a challenge. And there are some times where I want to ask questions that I think are perhaps too personal. (laughs) And, um, so it's like, I have to, okay, I have to steer clear of that. Um, there's just a, a whole uh, bunch just of variables.
2: Michael Mancer.
1: I don't, I see, I still don't feel, personally, yep. I don't feel like, I still feel like this can be done, but I feel like it's going to take me longer than I thought at the start to do it, because uh, it's complicated. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, but. Just
2: channel your inner Oprah Winfrey and. Don't worry about hurting people's feelings or <laughs> just ask them. I mean, well,
1: there's some there's some really uh scandalous private stuff that stands out in some of these charts mm-hmm. to me that um I don't
2: in Gary Springer. <laughs>
1: yeah, <so. laughs> um you know, Carl, I sent you and uh Marissa a kind of a write-up of your astrology and human design what was your uh takeaway from that did did any of that resonate with you
2: I don't honestly I don't even believe I looked at. I think you sent it to Marissa I she sent
1: it to the both of you <laughs> and you responded and sure. you said thank you <laughs>
2: well she doesn't oh well yeah that doesn't mean I looked at it <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at it and then have that opinion again.
0: Are you, do you feel like you're back on the hot seat, Carl? Did yes. you, or did you not open the email and look at the contents?
2: I feel like I'm in a few good men and Tom Cruise is nailing me.
1: You know, um, in
2: a non-sexual way.
1: It's interesting, Carl, because you, um, your podcast with Scott, the Scott and Carl show where you guys discuss politics Glad that. that's another. We're, we're gonna show.
0: have to bring that back because uh, some big politics is just around the corner.
1: I well, agree, I
0: think you'd be surprised about my new pick. Well, right.
1: my question for you is that's another situation where it's like it's, I mean, it's another f- podcast where the format is kind of a debate, and sure. so do you ever feel like, um, you know. Tensions arise when you guys are trying to
2: all the time. Oh, really? All the time. I believe you. I believe you can go back and listen to a few of those episodes where I'm like yelling at
0: Scott to just shut up for a second, let me talk.
1: (laughs) Does that really happen?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I think earlier on especially, but it would just be certain things where you and I had different feelings on just black and white this is definitely the truth. So the fact that you're telling me something that goes against what I know is definitely the truth. is just annoying me right now. I would just like to move past this and I can't because you are in like this different reality. And we both see that in each other. Like, you, mm-hmm. why are you over there in that crazy land? Let yes. me why are now you in California? Like now we can't talk about this. We can't move forward because, you know, you're you not think you're something to one of our minds. So then we just, I mean, we kind of nibble around the edges and we're like, uh, finding okay, well, what's the shared reality we can start from? And I think we got better at that, but um,
2: I think we found that a lot more than honest, in my opinion, than either one of us ever thought we would. I had faith in this, <laughs> I did
1: well. Uh,
2: but I will say, yeah. you opened my eyes to a lot that I now look at certain things differently.
0: That's amazing, and That's I think it- that. Uh, yeah. And I would say the same about you too. And I think that a lot of people on, and this is not becoming the Scott and Carl show, but I'll say a lot of people on <laughs> opposite political spectrums see the worst. The worst of the other side is always featured on your media. So if you're tuning into your media that serves your needs and tells you what you want to see. You're going to see the worst of the other side because the whole point is to make you feel right. And that you chose the right side and your side is always right. And look how nuts they are. We're going to show you the absolute worst thing that they're saying on the other side. Right. And
2: my advice to those people is to, with an open mind, watch the other media that you hate. And then draw a line right in the middle. And that's the truth.
0: I don't know if I... Because sometimes I do think that, you know, what are the chances that everybody is lying just as much? I do think that you should take in what they're saying, (laughs) take in what your side (laughs) is saying, and then kind of like do do a little bit more research. and.
1: (laughs) So anyway, to get things back on track.
0: (laughs) 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 Well, which is what we're doing with astrology, right? We're trying to have an open mind.
1: Yeah. And uh, I, I...
0: I think I'm willing to, ha- I was, I'm I'm. You're going to use past tense currently because I'm yeah. currently pretty convinced that it's not real, but I was willing to have my mind changed. I mean, I still am, but I'm, I'm like 50 on it. Okay. What does that entail? I've never believed in it.
2: Um, I'm going to use some mental health stuff here like people that have anxiety about certain issues i just i never got it and always family members i made fun of them i'm like you're an idiot just suck it up and go it's just because i never believed in it and then when y'all started this up and i was the first guest and then listening to the shows i can see like i was saying a while ago a lot of stuff that does align that As far as like in my chart with a certain signs, I'm like, that describes me to a T. There's some of it that I'm like, yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense.
0: So if half of it's right and half of it's wrong. I'm 50-50. Overall, what are the chances that it would all be wrong? Like if somebody gave you a character profile and every bit of it was wrong, that would almost be creepy how (laughs) they were entirely wrong. I would think astrology was real if it detailed every opposite thing more than I believe if it sometimes is right and sometimes is wrong and it's just sort of like seems like but I think with
2: anything sometimes it's right and sometimes it's wrong
0: right that's life so I don't think astrology is proving anything by getting it right and wrong sometimes
1: or Sarah Sarah
2: (laughs) I think it's another way to look at life and here's my outlook on it if the people that believe in astrology, if that makes them happy, then I'm cool with it. Well, You may agree. Whether I believe in it fully or not. Yeah. But, like I said, a lot of stuff that Sarah was was saying and and she does with the signs, I get it. I'm like, okay, well, I can see that. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I... I um, feel like I've said this before and I do worry about this and Carl, maybe you can relate or Scott um, sometime. I want to keep going with this podcast because I like the exercise. I like the experience I'm getting, even though I'm, you know, failing a lot more than I thought, I have to see the value in that. Um, However, the one thing that I, that does worry me is I don't want this to sour our friendship at all, because I do consider you one of my best friends and I love you very much. And we've been friends for over 20 years with almost no, you know, bumps in the road at all. And now all of a sudden <laughs> it feels like there's a lot more, you know, you know, it our whole relationship now is kind of this podcast. Um, I know we do try to talk about other things like succession sometimes, but that does worry me. And I wonder if, if, you know, you and Carl ran into that at all. Um, I just, yeah. If, if I ever feel like this is really affecting our friendship, then I would want to stop.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, and I um... Knowing
2: Scott as long as I've known Scott and obviously Sarah, I haven't known you near as long, but I don't see this affecting the friendship. Uh Scott's pretty reasonable dude. And I mean look at us, I mean we we were complete opposites when we got back in touch and now we stay in contact pretty regularly when he actually responds to text messages. <laughs>
0: but uh no I don't, like, I, I, don't, I don't click on i don't click on tiktoks but that's the only thing why? when uh I, when i send great TikToks,
2: <laughs> carl you can
1: send me some tiktoks great ones
0: there you go i'll send
2: you some great ones
0: Sarah. <laughs>
1: excellent
0: i think that you um you know sarah i was worried more in the other direction because you take astrology very seriously so for me to criticize it actually sure to me is like it's yeah so i you know i'm I'm not going to be like offended or hurt that you believe in astrology, but when I voice my opinions on astrology, I don't want that to hurt you you know and that there's that's to me the area of the friendship that I wouldn't want you know to yeah to damage is that this thing that's very important to you, you know astrology is not important to me it's it's fun to talk about. I think it's, it's a great like breakdown of psychology and just personality traits. And I find it, you know, really interesting, but I don't believe that the stars are, you know, dictating certain events and people's behaviors. Um, But it's fun to talk about. But when I voice that, you know, just like if I, you know, anything, when somebody deeply believes in something having people contradict that to me can, can come across as hurtful. So I definitely want to watch my language around it to be respectful, but still like stand up for what I do actually believe in or, and don't believe in.
1: Yeah. I, and
0: I guess that's sort of the same with me, with me and Carl too. I think that's where both of us were coming from politically um, and willing to change our minds, like trying to, to set up the other person to, Um, see certain aspects a little differently and I will say Sarah I do see astrology differently and maybe this I mean I'll let you respond to what I was going to say but maybe that speaks to the podcast um, that I listened to recently that had an astrologer two astrologers debating
1: that one of which
0: one of which I agree with and so I don't think I would have said that uh, before we started doing this podcast
1: and just to say that was uh, an episode of the astrology podcast with Sam Reynolds and Chris Brennan discussing Sam Reynolds' appearance on Bill Nye saves the world which um yeah we don't have to get back into that but um what well, and in um yeah so i feel like i get I get worked up and frustrated because sometimes I can't articulate myself very well. And so sometimes that frustration comes out when I um, can't say things. You know, I've I've always felt like I'm a better judge or jury than a lawyer. (laughs) Like, it's really hard for me to um, make a case for something. and I, I guess, and I feel like this responsibility on my shoulders that I probably shouldn't feel, but I want to do astrology justice. And I don't want, I also don't want to ruin my credibility as an astrologer. So those things weigh me down and are always going through my mind. And um, yeah, and so I, I do let it get the better of me sometimes i try to maintain like a upbeat attitude like it doesn't bother me that much and i i don't like to uh lose my composure or get into uh you know a headlock with you um and yeah i just it, if if i'm ever frustrated i get over it you know but I I think it will be important for us to continue to have our separate friend time where we don't talk about this podcast. Just for the, the health of, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just for the health of our our friendship, which I, I feel like is pretty rock solid. I think it can recover from anything. Um but I yeah, I hate that um I don't like when it's too much of us in conflict with each other, I guess,
0: yeah, and on this subject it is, and I do like that we have a close enough friendship that we can dip into conflict areas the same way Carl and I I feel like I can we can dip into conflict areas and then dip back out and it, and we're have, fine. it have it not affect the friendship and both learn something while we were in conflict you know right i
2: mean there were times where scott and i would get into arguments and then when we would be finished recording we'd sit there and just chat like nothing had ever happened for the next hour (laughs) i mean yeah i think i understand what both of y'all are saying i think in in that aspect of it you just have to trust your friendship have a short memory know that y'all do love each other and nothing's personal
1: yeah. And I, I don't, to be honest, I don't like, um, outside of this podcast, I don't debate people on religion or politics. I, I honestly don't like to do that. I believe that, uh, it's hard to change someone's mind and they have their beliefs and just, you know, that's fine. They, everybody, everybody can have their own beliefs. Um, but this is a unique atmosphere because you know scott and i are doing a show here and and that is the nature of the show is to debate whether astrology is real or not so it's definitely kind of um foreign to me to um be so yeah and maybe that's why like i uh get so frustrated sometimes is because i'm not really used to um challenging other people's beliefs or having my beliefs challenged you know Um,
0: well and one thing i think that sets this show apart is that i don't think we're setting out to debate whether astrology is real we're setting out to test it and because nobody really wants to listen to us you know just as we're doing now a little bit of you back and forth but normally the episode is just like we're going to assume astrology is real and we're going to give the two charts and let it you know let's let's prove it, or let's test it. And whether or not Sarah and I sit there and go like, "I think it is real, I think it's not real. I think it's real because of this. I don't think it's real because of this. that is isn't really what we've set out to do because I think there's a bunch of shows, uh, including political shows where all they do is just go back and forth and say, "This is why I do, this is why I don't." And we're trying to create a format where we can actually provide some new information. And we have, I think, provided new information. Sarah, this is more difficult than you thought it would be. And I feel like a lot of astrologers, you've had at least one friend say it's more difficult than she thought it would be Mm -hmm. to pick the right chart. And that's like usable information that I think comes from us doing an actual experiment. You can say that like it's not incorporating everything and, you know, it's difficult for these other reasons but it is at least generating some new information.
1: Yeah, it's it's difficult for a number of reasons. Um you know, you're relying on someone to be vulnerable and open up and to also have insight on themselves and um and then you know, there's a lot of variables with what two charts you have, do they have too much in common? Uh is that going to make it And sometimes that is the case. And sometimes it's just that my not quite seeing something or not totally understanding something. But um, again, I just have to embrace those failures, (laughs) not let them discourage me. And, you know, I I can honestly say from each episode, I have learned something valuable um, that you could only learn through experience, I think.
0: Well, speaking of the experience, should we get into some of these uh, previous guests and yeah. recapping? Them?
1: Yeah, I think so.
2: I can so, bring one of them in if y'all want me to. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. she, she was in our uh, previous retraced. Oh. But we would love to have her feedback anyway, maybe at the end. Because <laughs> I think she is team astrology, right?
2: <laughs> I'm not sure. I think so yeah i know
0: dana
1: well all right let's get into it so
0: and that's actually who the first guest was of this five five guests episode 11 was dana from san angelo friends with carl and marissa
1: she was the reiki hairdresser which i could not stop telling everybody about i think that's so exciting and as soon as i can get out there i would like to get a, uh, my hair done by her.
0: Well, and come on. You you have a free place to stay anytime, sir.
1: <laughs> I, well, I will take you up on that for sure.
0: Carl, can you tell us about the process of getting Dana on the show? Did you recommend it to her? And then she reached out. I recommended it to
2: Marissa. So, Dana, Marissa, and another one that lives here that Marissa grew up with, they usually at least once a month get to get together for a girls' night. And uh, and I recommended Dana, told Marissa, I was like, you need to get Dana in touch with Scott and Sarah because she would be great for the show. (laughs) And she was. um, (laughs) And I loved her episode. It was awesome. Yeah. She's such a sweetheart.
1: And she was the one out of these five that I actually got right. (laughs) And I, you know, I just went back and looked at all the charts and um, that one was just Those charts could not have been more different. Um, Her chart, uh, I actually know someone with her big three, Taurus, Rising, Aries, Sun, Cap, Moon. And that person, believe it or not, is a hairdresser or was a hairdresser. And um, so I thought that was pretty fascinating. However, um, there was one thing that was different. And Dana had her uh, chart ruler, which is the planet that rules your rising sign, in uh, Aquarius. So I knew if she was a hairdresser or whatever she did, it would be something more innovative. So I thought that was really fascinating. And that definitely was one of my favorite episodes to date. Just because, uh, not just because I got it right, but I just thought she had such an interesting career and um yeah I just thought it, was, it she was really cool to talk to.
0: Yeah. I and not and, uh, and I don't and, have and, too much to add.
1: Yeah well and I was gonna say so the other chart was someone who would be a Leo rising with a Gemini sun and a Taurus moon which were definitely would have been a way more extroverted personality. Um and compared to her chart. So that one, i um, you know, I never want to say I'm confident when I'm (laughs) just because I've been wrong so many times, but, um, that one, I felt like was, um, those were very different. And I felt like I was, uh, definitely knew what to, to look for there. I I wasn't feeling like, Oh, these are too similar. So yeah, that was a great one. And then, um, then we had Kim who is a friend of yours out there in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And because I had met Kim once or twice, that was one of, uh, the episodes where, you know, we, we did, um, Two charts with the same sun sign. So he's a Capricorn sun. And I do always find those a little bit more challenging, especially if they're um, pretty close in, uh, you know, just like a few weeks apart. Because, you know, one of the things astrologers look at, in addition to your sun and your moon and your rising, is we look at the personal planets which really uh, say a lot about a person's personality and that's mercury venus and mars and they're the closest planets to the earth and so uh they're pretty quick moving but you know sometimes within a couple weeks they're still going to be in the same sign so it doesn't give enough differentiation or you know like if i have two charts and they have the same you know, Venus in the same sign, it uh, kind of eliminates a bunch of questions that I can ask about that.
0: If you had Um, to choose between which gives you more information, knowing the exact time of birth, and therefore, you know, like the rising sign, and some other specifics based on that, or if you just had two birth dates, but they were like six months apart. Which one is more useful?
1: Well, like, the chart ta- uh, is.
0: Yeah, I guess an exact time, but it's within the same month. There has the same sun sign, or no time, but we know that what the birthdays are. So those planets are in very different positions anyway, regardless.
1: Well, I don't like the idea of not having a time, but um, you know, like let's just say you had, you had no time, and you had two charts that let's just say we're six years apart, (laughs) six years and six months or something like there's going to be a lot of differences there, but you may not have, you know, the houses really set up the area of life that those energies are going to manifest into. And so you're just missing a lot of information with the time, but yeah, I think.
0: but I mean so the fact that you have the time within the same sun sign all the houses are different then.
1: Yes, but um and I hoped to
0: so Kim's in so Kim for example all the houses were different even though he yeah. had the same sun sign.
1: Well, and it was exactly like a mirror reflection um so uh like for example one of the things I was honing in on was you know, the son, among many things, represents the father or your view of your father, your relationship to your father. Um, and he said that his father was involved in a lot of groups. I, I think they were I think like sports or little league or something like that. And so in one chart, because they were exactly I think they were exactly 12 hours apart or something. Cause they were like a mirror image of each other. So in his chart, he had his son in the fifth house, which often rules sports, leisure activities and hobbies. Mm-hmm. And then in the chart that I picked, that was not his, the son was in the 11th house, which often ref- rules over like larger groups, but like the community Uh, or, or yeah, like dealing with like friends and bigger groups. And so I couldn't, you know, I couldn't figure out that was one of the things that I was getting hung up on was, um, like some of the, yeah, I'm having trouble kind of like articulating this, but when, uh, yeah there there are definitely some I don't want to say like a lot of overlap but similar uh themes going on in that chart and sometime in between those two charts and it like again like we had a virgo rising versus a pisces rising those are both mutable signs which means um the way he's going to show up is going to be very adaptable and flexible You know, so there was some, it's hard to explain, but I, yeah, I definitely felt like those two charts had, um, it was hard for me to really fit his story or see how it was showing up in either of them or which one was standing out to me more. I definitely was struggling with that one. So, um, yeah. I, I feel like it, I, I can't remember what that one, but I, I feel like they were kind of around that. Were they in the same year, perhaps? I think they that they were. I think if we do two sun signs again, it might be beneficial to do them, you know, like a year apart or something of that nature, just because things will be in different positions the planets will have had a chance to really move around uh when it's just like 3 weeks apart you do run into that challenge of a lot more overlap so yeah, this one
0: did this one was a year apart the uh, oh was it well let's see oh never mind he was at the end of the year so we had his real birthday was at the end of december 1974 and then the random one was probably just a little bit no the random one was december 1975 so he was okay. a full full year apart
1: full year apart okay well um i'll have to I have to go back and look at those but
0: and i don't know how much of a difference that it, it makes but i have played around with the location and so yeah i don't
1: think the location is as because i yeah I, i've looked at that as well um But, uh, you know, another thing was um, I was sensing, you know, he was talking about sports a lot. One chart had all of this activity in the fifth house, which rules sports. But also the other chart had a prominent placement in Aries, which is often associated with sports and physical activity. So sometimes it's just you're seeing that energy show up in a different way in both charts. And it's hard to nail down which one it is, you know,
0: because Um, it could be both. It can be both is what I believe.
1: I know. I know. That's what you believe, Scott. So, um, so Kim. Yeah, that was definitely a difficult one. Um, Carl, did did you enjoy
0: Kim's or? I did.
1: Do you remember which, which one that was? (laughs)
2: Yes. That was, I've enjoyed every single one of them that I've listened to. I really have. I mean, again, I just, I, I think you two compliment each other very, very well. And it doesn't matter what you two are talking about. I could get on board. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we need, we need. Yes. Y'all make my like drive times yes. like drive time so much easier.
1: Oh, that's so nice to hear. I appreciate that. Sometimes I, yeah, I, I'm i like, I feel like I have to remember that there's an audience listening and I hope I'm like, oh gosh, I hope that wasn't, um, I hope that was entertaining. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. um, yeah, it always is.
1: The one thing I wanted to say that was interesting about Kim in hindsight is he, when he was talking about his mother, you know, of course I was like looking at his moon sign and trying to piece that together but the the one thing that the first thing he said about his mom or the main thing is that she was just obsessed with organizing and um you know in hindsight he's a virgo rising which is all about organizing but i you know that kind of describes your childhood where i was just kind of more looking at is moon sign. So, anyway, I know that that's not going to win you over, Scott. But I just thought that was fascinating. <laughs> um, yeah. So then, um, uh, then there was Jeff, your uncle Jeff. We had a lot mm-hmm. of people, um, from your life, Scott. We had. Well, yeah, when I'm
0: <laughs> when I'm picking when I'm picking the guests, then we're getting people from my life.
1: But I like I, I've enjoyed all the people from your life. Um, we had your uncle Jeff; he was great. Um, he was a sneaky little Scorpio, <laughs> um, and uh,
0: what, I guess and, what does that mean about Scorpios are sneaky?
1: Oh, I guess I, I guess one.
0: I mean that's it's interesting, but I guess that's one descriptor that I wouldn't use for Jeff um but our scorpio's typically what what is that that a sun they're, sign scorpio would
1: Yeah, Scorpios are they're strategic, they're very um they tend to like their privacy. Um they I don't know. I I think if people who have Mars in Scorpio, I think they can like Carl. Um I think they can be uh a little sneaky. but that's not the only thing about them i i was more just kind of saying that to have i was just having fun so don't don't read into that too much
0: no i do i do sometimes think the descriptors are interesting and so if i hear one that doesn't fit a guest it's almost like sometimes we gloss over the ones that don't fit guests and then we focus on the ones that do fit guests so i do try to bring out the ones when i notice them where they don't fit
1: well see that's the thing scorpio is an archetype and he has his sun in Scorpio. So if all of his planets and his rising sign were in Scorpio, he would probably be every single trait of Scorpio. But nobody is just their sun sign. you know. So they're going to be a blend of the different zodiac. But how that blend is derived is based on what you know, astrology is a system that has rules. You know, it's just, there's a lot of them and it takes a long time to learn them all. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I, no one's ever going to perfectly fit the archetype because they're a blend, a unique blend of the whole, because there's not just 12 people, 12 types of people in the world. So, um Yeah uh but yeah he was a scorpio and that was a really ironic one because the wrong chart that i picked um had a virgo sun and a sagittarius moon which um it doesn't always happen this way but uh a lot of times you know the sun ruling the father and the moon ruling your mother um sometimes it- those are in the signs that are actually their sun signs. Cause it's kind of meant to be like how you view them. And so uh, it just so happened. He had a Virgo father and a Sagittarius mother, and those were the two signs in the wrong chart. And so I was just like, wow, that's, I just was really feeling. The other thing is like, I knew that travel in foreign countries was a big deal to him and a big part of his life. And that is a huge theme with Sagittarius, but it's also a huge theme with the ninth house. And both charts had a lot of action going on in the ninth house. But I just was like, well, I'm gonna pick the one with the Sag moon. So again, um, you know, a planet, a house, and a zodiac sign can have overlapping keywords, and so one chart might have a planet that has that keyword and the other chart might have something else in the sign or the house that has that keyword. And so that's why sometimes that makes my job harder is like, okay, where is this energy coming from? Um,
0: coming from multiple places.
1: Right. Right. Cause astrology is not real. So. <laughs> um,
0: you heard it first people. From <laughs> You know, I'm just gonna cut that little part out, and I'm gonna say breaking news, new episode. Um astrology not real. Yep.
1: I'm sure I can make my own edit of you (laughs) saying it is real. (laughs) Um then just to try to wrap things up pretty quickly. So then we had Nathan, who was just adorable, uh, your coworker, the solar salesman. (laughs) Mm. And um I was dealing with either an Aquarius rising uh, chart or a Libra rising chart. And the thing about Libra risings is Libra is a sign of people who are really focused on partnership and the other person. Some people, you know, sometimes with Libra energy, you can really become a people pleaser. because you're just really wrapped up in other people. That's not every Libra, it just depends. But um, and Libra is also associated with beauty and aesthetic because it's ruled by Venus. And so he said he had dabbled in modeling. And so I was just getting so much of this Libra energy from him that I just found it hard to go with the Aquarius rising chart. Aquarius is ruled by Saturn, which couldn't be more different from Venus. Saturn's more um You know, Aquarius risings are more aloof and more um, counterculture and more um, don't want to be a people pleaser. Um, However, he was the Aquarius rising. And that one really threw me. And I later realized, I was like, where is all this Venus energy coming from or this Libra energy? And um, he had Venus. Which is rules Libra. So it's a similar energy in the fifth house. And that doesn't, may not sound like anything. Uh, I was really not looking at that. But when you have planets in the fifth house or the ninth house, they are, this is getting into aspects and a lot of the minutiae of astrology, but those planets in the fifth and ninth can show up a lot more in your personality, just like they could if they're in the first house. So, Um, you know, and the fifth house rules, um, leisure activities, things that we do for fun. And so he had pursued modeling, but it hadn't necessarily turned into like his main focus. So, and what I thought was interesting is he was the chart that I nicknamed the realtor. And he did dabble in real estate or was interested in real estate. and, And I totally ignored that. I feel like that happens sometimes where they actually are, you know, kind of with Encore. He was saying, yes, I am an empath. Yes, I am these things. Yes, I am romantic. And I still like the evidence was there and I was looking away from it. (laughs) So um, that's what happened with Nathan. And then last but not least, we had.
0: Would you have bought solar panels from Nathan? No. Was, really? Would you would you even buy them from me? Probably not. Uh-oh. Okay. Too much of an investment.
2: I've already tried to go that route, and I was shut yeah. down.
0: Well, if Nate, if you're listening, I went for the sale. I would have split it with you t-
1: 50-50. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do, do y'all service Texas? Of course. We're in 22 states, and Texas has some amazing sun.
1: I will buy a single panel from both you scott and nathan just to be fair as if you know like you're selling girl scout cookies (laughs) i'll buy a box (laughs) from each of you (laughs) but just one because i don't really have anything i can do with it
0: (laughs) yeah you can put it on the porch
1: yeah (laughs)
0: people walk by all the time and they think they're going to get away from us uh you know because we're in the store and we're saying hey would you be interested in so you know exploring solar possibilities on your roof and they say oh i'm not from here (laughs) Like that's going to get them off the hook. And just like Carl was like, well, I live in Texas. I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down. We install in Texas. Come on back and tell me your address so I can see if your roof's going to work. If you personally come and install it, I'll buy it. You don't want me installing it. There are people who are good at that job and it's not me.
1: (laughs) You know, I'll I'll buy one from each of you and I will put it um on the wall over my couch as avant-garde art and that's what think, i'll do with it.
0: That's beautiful because yeah, that's, that's the solar brilliant. Yeah. And the solar panel itself some people say oh, i don't like the way they look on my roof but i'm going to say you know interesting you would say that my friend in Dallas <laughs> she has one hanging above her fireplace she thinks they're so beautiful.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a work of art. Don't you want your roof to look like a work of art?
1: Every time I drive around and I see someone with panels on their roof, I think of you, Scott.
0: Thank you. <laughs> the new pitch I've been working on um, is why don't you put your roof to work for you, generating some electricity? Look at your roof just sitting there lazy, sitting around in the sun, not generating any electricity at all. <laughs> Look at that free loading roof on you. I mean, not everybody has a roof like yours. So a lot of people can't do this. And your roof is just going to sit there soaking up that sun, basically heating up your house. Put some panels up there and put your roof to work. Uh,
1: (laughs) Do they let you get through that whole pitch?
0: (laughs) No, 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 no.
2: (laughs) Have you sold any to Bill and Joanne yet? No, I'm not even sure their roof works. Metal roofs are tricky. They've got enough area that they don't have to put it on the roof. They can just... But a little spot out on the ground.
0: Well, I will say Sunrun only bought two minutes of airtime for the commercial break. But I will say uh, uh, we only ins- install on in roofs at this moment. It's very rare exceptions do they put it on the ground. But because these are expensive investments and you don't want things just on mounts on the ground. You want them much sturdier on top of your house. I'll tell you
2: what. when A couple years when we decide to build, we'll discuss this further.
1: I, I think you should send... Some solar panels to your dad and stepmom on the ranch, and um, probably when you show up, you'll find that they made a little bridge for their pool, or they made like a little uh feed trough for the deer <laughs> or the longhorns.
0: It's, ta- it's a table for the deer to eat corn off of,
2: yeah, keep <laughs> clean.
0: And then there's one that's in the pool, so that the turtles and frogs can get in and out of the pool easier. <laughs> yeah. There's a little ramp. Yeah, that's what the solar panels would be doing.
1: Yeah, but you know what?
0: Yeah, that's fun because <laughs> speaking of frogs, we found one in the pool today.
1: Okay, what was his? Did he tell? Did he know what time <laughs> he was born?
0: <laughs> Bringing it back around, yeah. he's dead.
1: Okay. Oh, no, no,
0: no. <laughs> Well, if, if Sarah had looked at his transit, she would have known that when his time was coming.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, um,
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you speak a little bit to transits? We incorporated them with um, Nate. I don't know if we did on Jeff a little bit, but then, of course, our next guest, the the last one of the five, Cheryl, which Carl didn't get to hear because it's not released yet. Yeah. Um,
1: sure. how, have
0: tr- how have transits played a part of these maybe last three? And then we can transition into getting into Cheryl.
1: Um, so, okay. I think Nathan may have been the Jeff may have given me some transits, but I I can't quite remember. Um, I think mainly Nathan had one transit, um, that he was able to give me a date for, which was when he got uh, employed at Sunrun. Um, and so, just that one transit. I guess it didn't help me because I got that one wrong. Cheryl was uh, our last guest. Was um, nice enough to give me like four or five different dates to look at. The the one thing I'm I'm that is kind of cumbersome is uh, and I mentioned this before. The, the charts I have are static. They're just a screenshot or an image. Um, if I had I, I again I don't know how much more help this is <laughs> gonna give me, but um it would be nice to have the charts loaded in Astro.com so that I can pull them up and manipulate them and look at the transits without having to um, you know, compare the static chart to someone else who has uh, you know, basically what I'm doing now is if somebody has a Taurus rising, I find a Taurus rising that I already have in my uh, Rolodex of charts. And I, you know, just look to see where the transits are on that chart. And I try and eyeball it by looking at the static chart and it's kind of cumbersome to do it that way. Um, but I, I did spend a lot of time on Cheryl's trying to um, look to see if I could see anything. And um you know, to be honest, I trans, transits is not necessarily uh, where I have most of my experience. It's not really something I um, have investigated far enough. Um, but I do know a few things. And yeah, I, I just wasn't necessarily seeing getting more clear. I feel like I maybe got analysis paralysis, like I was just inundated with too much information. So, It didn't necessarily help me, but I don't necessarily want to stop doing it because I do think the more information I have, potentially the better. (laughs) But um, with Cheryl, this was another one where it was the same sun sign in both charts. She was a Taurus. Um, However, that one I'm pretty sure was just three weeks apart, and and what had happened was, uh. Some of the planets had changed signs like Venus, which n- normally changes signs, I think, uh, maybe once or, what you know, every month or every two months, something like that. Um, it had uh, gone into the next sign, but the way the charts, you know, so in, in chart A, you know, we had like, I think, Venus in uh, Gemini in the first house. And then three weeks later, it had moved into cancer. But because the chart, the time was just a few hours later in the day, it still put Venus in the first house. So I, that there was quite a few things like that with her set of charts that just made it hard to really differentiate the two apart, you know, in comparison to Dana episode 11, where I felt like those couldn't have been more different. I feel like, yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying is the more different we can get these charts. And I think you're okay with that. And I just think I, we can work together to figure out maybe some things to help you make sure that they're different enough. I, I know it's, it's hard and I know you're trying um, Well, to
0: make, yeah, to make every aspect unique and, and different because there's just naturally going to be overlap.
1: Yeah. It's not going to be yeah. everything, but the important things and maybe just helping you understand what is going to help me. Um, I think all we can do is just, you know, all I can do is just trying to keep modifying my plan or re-strategizing and that's what uh Mm. yeah that's what i don't want to
0: yeah i guess i don't want to tinker too much because then i don't want it to become obvious but one
1: what do you mean obvious one has
0: been like constructed to be unlike this so if, if one looks natural and this is an actual person's birthday and whatever and then i'm tinkering with one to make it the opposite of all of those other signs.
1: Well, I don't, it's how would I know? Be,
0: well, it's still going to be a date and a time, but I don't, I don't Every, know if it's like, if it's going to th- stand out as being different. No, No,
1: there, there's no chart that hypothetically, any chart could be a birth chart. I mean, well, anyone could be born at any time.
0: <laughs> they could be, but, but I mean, people are born much more in the mornings And like, no, you weren't. Yeah. But I mean, people in general, I'm not saying everybody, I'm saying the majority of people are born in the mornings and it's like induced labor. And you can look on like, this is part of the fun of of doing these, you know, birth charts is like looking to see, is there a time when the majority of people are born? And if I'm giving you like a a 2am chart and I'm giving you this other person that was born at 10am and in general, like, I know it wouldn't make a huge difference the first time. But if typically I'm always having to create this opposite chart Mm -hmm. and it's consistently at weird times when people aren't typically born, I don't want to throw off the experiment for that reason.
1: So, how many of our guests have had night births?
0: That would take some work to to do a little recap.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like nowadays, people who are being born now, often there you see a lot more of that but people from cheryl and jeff's generation or even our generation because you were born at night i was born at sunset um you know uh i forget we have had some people who were born at night um
0: but there's like a 12-hour period where it's very unlikely that somebody is born. No, that's not, not true. From 8 p.m. to 8 a.m., uh, statistically, it's much less likely somebody was born during those hours than the other eight the other yeah, well, hours. Yeah, well,
1: I have plenty of examples of that, though. But
0: that, I guess that's getting back to anecdotal evidence. It's like, yes, it exists. Yes, people have been born between 8 p.m. and 8 a.m., but many more people have been born during the daylight hours.
1: Yeah, I mean, I understand your concern. I'm just saying, I guess I don't feel like I'm going to know either way, (laughs) you know, like it really could be one or the other, because like I said, you were born at night. So
0: Carl was was born at 11 a.m. John was born. See, John is one. He was born at 1 30 in the morning.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, so we have had some guests. We have had,
0: yeah, some.
1: Yeah, so I'm never going to know if this is... You don't necessarily have to do it every time, but um, I'm just saying that it it is beneficial for me, I, I mean, to have... Because when someone is born during the day, it makes their most challenging planet mars and when they're born at night it makes saturn their most challenging planet and there's a couple other things like that and so for me that gives me some differentiation and i love you know being able to have like something to dive into as far as a difference um so if if you don't want to do that i would say at least make them you know, if one is in the like, if one is at seven a.m., I would make the other one at five p.m. or you know something like that, just to move stuff around more than just over one notch. So in anyway, yeah. I don't know if this is the most thrilling conversation, but, <laughs> we can... but then I
0: get into the territory, but it's like, well, that's the polar opposite, and then it's a mirror, and then that's difficult too. If you got one that's 12 hours apart. Well, if they're the
1: same sun sign, you know, (laughs) yeah, that definitely, uh, doesn't give a lot of differentiation. Yeah.
0: I'm kind of going through to do a sample of all of our guests and two out of the first 12, maybe three out of the first 12 were born at night.
1: Okay. Well, you know, it's, it's not like I'm going to know <laughs> you know i've just I, i'm and i'm not willing to if, if you've noticed i've had guests who've given me clues before big clues that in hindsight i'm like oh they basically just told me which one is their chart and i refuse to let my i want to pick the chart that i feel like is matching what i'm seeing in the interview you know? And so um, I'm not willing to pick something just because I think that statistically, if I go with the one that, you know, cause it's usually a day birth, you know, or something like that, because I could be, that could be wrong because we have had guests who have been born at night. So mm-hmm. I'm never going to know, but.
0: Well, but statistically, like, so if you just knew that And then you just always pick the one who's the day birth. But I wouldn't. You would do it right like 80% of the time.
1: But I wouldn't do that. I'm not willing to pick it. I'm not willing to base my pick on just that.
0: I, yeah. But I guess knowing that, having in the back of your mind, this person's born during the day, this other chart's at night, to completely be oblivious to the fact that this chart is more likely to be. A person, a real person, than the night birth one, is that's asking a lot of yourself to just completely shut that out.
1: I mean, anyway, I I guess we can resolve this by if you. Well, now I'm going to think now that you say that, Scott. If I see a night one, I'm going to think, oh, then that maybe that's the one because Scott doesn't like to manufacture night births. So now, what are you going to do, Scott?
0: Well, that's why I do it randomly. I've been doing it actually like randomly. Um, and well, let's see. That's a good question because <laughs> if if weird times pop up too much, then I'll like re-randomize. But still there have to be some night births because there are real night births and some some of our guests have had them, but it can't be completely random. And this is getting inside like under the hood of, picking the dates and the times it's difficult because it's not completely randomized when people are born
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's actually, but you're unable to tell, right? Because you don't see the times.
1: Well, I can, I can tell because either I can see where the horizon is and either sun's above it or below it. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because if the sun is in uh, the first through sixth house, it's probably a night birth, you know, like, I'm it's, you're actually viewing the horizon and the mid heaven and I, mm-hmm. yeah, I can see all the angles and everything. So
0: one thing I was thinking of and tell me if this won't work, because I have been struggling with birth time because it is statistically difficult to randomize that because there are certain times when people are more likely to be born. If the date is different then everything else, you know, at eight twenty nine AM on March 7th are Everything's going to be different at 8:29 a.m. on July 4th, right?
1: Um Yeah, uh I don't know. I don't know when I haven't I I know what you're asking. I haven't looked at that as closely, but I do know um for example, I was doing a reading for someone uh and I put their information in and they were like a Scorpio rising. And um, we, af- you know, after after doing the reading for a little bit, they we realized I had put in the wrong gear. I was 10 years off. So I put it, in- I corrected it and they were still a Scorpio rising. So sometimes the time.
0: But still the same date. It was the date it was the same.
1: But not, uh, but ten years later. Yeah, I'll still make sure
0: it's a different rising sign because that's something that I've been considering to not. Then I could give you the whole, I could give you the time, and you could play around with both of them. That's why time or whatever. Yeah,
1: and I feel like now I don't know if you're willing to let me because if I had the time, Mm -hmm. then I could look at their human design. But I, I, I feel like that is. I feel like the show is about astrology, and I'm not sure how I or you feel about that, me looking at their human design chart. Um I don't know. But we we can talk about that more. Um yeah. I guess maybe it would be a good time to wrap things up. Uh Carl, did you have any closing comments?
0: No, I actually don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's been sticking through this uh and I was trying I was wondering if you know is Is Carl still with us over there? (laughs) I'm still here. Have you learned much from this uh, inside experience of being behind the scenes of an episode? Yes, I learned that
2: no matter what Sarah says, you still don't believe.
1: (laughs) Well, I feel like you probably knew that already. I
0: feel like it's the opposite. I feel like no matter what I say or no matter what the results are, Sarah doesn't disbelieve. There's right. like zero chance that Sarah will change her mind.
1: this is true that that this is a definite and I I feel like that is bothersome to you Scott and I I, I can sympathize with that um but <laughs> I I believe in astrology I just I honestly feel like it's just me as an astrologer i've got i am i'm you know not as it's a skill that you learn even carl said that <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: but so, your what yeah. is key. what is experience mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but you are setting out to prove astrology which is a difficult feat in the scientific method scientists are trying to disprove the hypothesis they're trying to poke holes in it
1: are they are they yeah. trying? Yeah. Or are they your, spending any time on it?
0: <laughs> your peers in like when you're doing the scientific process and you come up with a theory and you say, I ran this test and it proves it. Then the scientific community says, oh, yeah, well, let's rerun your test. We're going to run it, run those tests completely separately and see if we come to the same conclusion. And if we do, then it's proving itself. And everybody around is trying to poke holes in in what your claims are. Yeah. Um I-
1: I don't think the science community cares.
0: I Well, unless I think they would care if astrology had done, like if there was a phenomenon for them to study.
1: Oh, there is. (laughs) 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 But anyway, well, I, okay. So we're going to do another five and I, don't want to jinx it. I'm not going to make any predictions. I, I at least hope I do better. (laughs) I hope I at least get back up to 40% (laughs) because 33% is pretty bad. So we
0: can get five out of five, we can be at 50% uh, for the 20th episode.
1: Yeah. No pressure, but yeah, I'll try. I'll try. I mean, that's always my goal is to get, you know, all of them.
0: Can we have um, Carl play along and, and guess a chart each episode too, and we'll see what his record is?
1: <laughs> yeah, he can write Let's in do, the just show. Start,
0: start emailing me in. I will. I'll just ask I'm, Carl, A or B? and you just <laughs> tell me? You don't have to send me the charts. Just, do, you know, yeah, he can do it without the chart. He, <laughs> Carl is such a master astrologer that he can, He doesn't even have to look at the chart. You just know, tell me their names. I'm like, okay, I got this. I just need a a letter from you. I'll give you an episode number and you give me the letter. Perfect. Actually, we could run that experiment right now if we wanted to. (laughs) Carl. Well, episode one was you, Carl. Which, Which chart do you think it was, A or B? I can't remember which one was me. I think it was A, wasn't it? okay you know it was this. b it was b
1: no it was a you're no, right it was a.
0: <laughs> okay so wait, wait carl we have to do this seriously and we're going to keep count
1: no okay, no well, we're not this is we're going to do is, a real real no we're not going to do this
0: carl a or b There's, for you you, this you is got not it wrong.
1: entertaining
0: <laughs> episode two carl a or b hey you're correct episode three carl a or b b you are correct episode four carl a or b B. You're correct again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a genius.
1: You are, Carl. Or you maybe you're psychic. I do you
0: have want some to do, psychic a, do you want to Do you want to do episode five? I Sorry, wow. you're incorrect. <laughs> that was a real path of B's that we had there in a row. Um. Anyway, so you were... T- Carl, you were three and two after five episodes. Pretty similar to Sarah's two and three. You guys, I'm thinking you're both going to end up at 50 50 if we went through 20 episodes. <laughs>
1: uh, Alrighty, everybody else, well, you guys
0: can play along too. The charts are all on the website, astrodetectivespod.com. Listen and, to the ep- episode, pause it, and make your own decisions. You know, play along. And
1: if, and if you'd like to support the show, we do have a Patreon where you can just look up Astrodetectives on Patreon and, and donate donate whatever dollar amount you wish
0: as long as it's a dollar amount or
1: yes. more.
0: yeah uh that yeah that's it everybody stop, li- <laughs> stop listening <laughs> okay that's our sign off <laughs> all right you stop it
1: you until, move on. until move on next, next time
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh thanks everybody we really appreciate your listenership and we hope you learned something from all of our bickering Oh, <laughs> oh,